Welcome to the High Performance CEO Podcast. This show is made with one purpose, to help you create a self-driven and engaged high-performance organization, where we deliver you proven strategies and expert interviews on how to drive significant profit growth, create a stress-free ownership culture, and give you the time freedom you always wanted from your business. And now, here's your host, highly sought-after business growth strategist and executive coach, Patrick Rogers. This is Patrick Rogers, and today we have the pleasure of having Roy Kirshner as a guest on the show. And Roy is the CEO of Ultimate 3D Printing Store. Welcome to the show, Roy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, you bet, man. So, so a little bit about Roy. He lives in Odessa, Florida, started Ultimate 3D in 2015, and in 2022 was named the 22nd fastest growing company by Fast 50. Roy has established himself as one of the preeminent sales experts in the U.S., particularly in the automotive, high-tech, and, and new product sectors. Uh, Roy's entrepreneurial success dates back two decades when he catapulted to the top of sales and management in the Tampa Bay automobile industry. So again, Roy, great to have you. You're a mover and a shaker. Before we dive into the meat of your journey and, and your 3D Ultimate Printing, What's uh, what's one interesting fact that not many people know about you? Um, when I was 15 years old, I, I climbed the Sun and the Moon Pyramid. It's in between Mexico City and Acapulco, and uh-huh. uh, it was definitely uh, unique. What, uh, what was unique about it, man? Uh, the steps are really high, so it's not like regular stepping. It's kind of taking like three and a half steps, at, I mean, or three and a half gigantic steps that you're more climbing not stepping oh wow was it was it like at all ever dangerous like was there ever could it be like like how hard would it be to just accidentally misstep misstep and then you're like freaking i don't know is it could you get really hurt doing this thing i don't think you could get really hurt but it's definitely uh if you're scared of heights um getting up to the top i mean feels like you're in the sky so it's uh you're definitely up there and it's it's not uh it's not something that takes uh, five minutes. Um, it's more like half a day. <laughs> oh, no shit. Okay. So this yeah. is like a huge, 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 huge pyramids. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of- like the, I think the closest you can get to Egypt, um, you know, without going to Egypt, these, these were extremely high pyramids. Oh, I had no idea. For some reason, when you mentioned, I was thinking like the Chichen Itzu, the ones down in like, you know, Tulum area where they're like, you know, it would take like just a couple minutes to get to the top. This is like no shit pyramids. Wow. Yeah. 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 Pretty high. Absolutely. Very cool. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, so tell us, tell us about Ultimate 3D. What do, what do you guys do? Um, we specialize in 3D printing, which some people know as additive manufacturing. So when it comes to larger Fortune 500, uh, Fortune 1000 companies, they'll call the technology additive manufacturing, but most people know it as 3D printing. So we specialize in selling uh, the technology um, as well as we've branched into consulting and printing services uh, for companies and, and individuals. Um, so. We uh, basically, um, there's, there's uh, think of me as the, the Walmart of additive manufacturing, 3D printing. Um, we look for the best manufacturers, and then we bring them aboard 
and uh, sell their technology or integrate their technology into everyday people and businesses to save them time and money. Wow. So how, how did you get into this? Because you were in kind of, you know, talking about your resume, you were in mainly like marketing, direct marketing, different companies, things like that. How did you get into this? Yeah, I was in marketing and advertising for automotive right. car dealers. And uh, before that, I was in the auto industry. And literally, I was, uh, we were looking after 08, um, we were looking to diversify and looking to uh, find another vertical, always have different verticals as an entrepreneur. And uh, believe it or not, I uh, went into a place called a, a hacker space and I saw my first 3D printer. And all I remember is staring at this thing because it was making something. And right. next thing you know, somebody taps me on the shoulder and they say, you know, sir, we're, we're closing down for the night. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not done printing. And they're like, right. well, print it, it will finish in the middle of the night. And I, I just couldn't take my eyes off of it and uh, literally left there, started uh, really studying it, understanding it. And that was in 2014. Um, and then uh, just really, really understood what it was going to do, how it was going to change the world. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, started buying printers, messing with them, taking them apart, um, and realized that there's a gigantic opportunity to, uh, to be in this vertical and uh, to be one of the first into the vertical um, where it was going to be more mainstream. Yeah. So, so that one experience, you, you, you saw this machine, everybody was leaving. And this machine was going to finish the manufacturing of the product overnight. You saw that and, and like, wow, that's, that's, that's something that's going to change mankind. This is going to change manufacturing overall. Absolutely. Cause I mean, you're thinking you're looking at something and there was nothing there and it's building something from nothing. So you're just looking at, you know, this thing going around and all of a sudden it's, it's building something and, uh, and it's building something that you're going to be able to use. Yeah. And, 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 you know, additive manufacturing, as, as you were helping me understand when we were doing our pre-call that that's basically the, the technical, the industry term for 3d printing. I, I wasn't aware of that, but I mean, yeah, it's totally changing how we as mankind um, make things uh, everywhere. Is there a specific niche? So you were in the automotive industry before, is there a specific niche now that you're really focused on? No, I mean, it's, it's very unique. And it's, it's, uh, I think of it as, you know, I started my career in selling cars. And when you're selling cars, people come in all the time to buy a car, and you meet numerous different people all the time. So in the morning, somebody could come in and they own a dry clean store in the afternoon, somebody could come in and they're a plumber. Um, with this business, it's, uh, it reminds me of that. I mean, we sell uh, machines and do consulting and printing services for regular uh, tinker hobbyists, regular consumers, small, medium, and large businesses, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 businesses, schools, colleges, libraries, educational facilities. And then we're also an FDA licensed facility um, where huh. we have a branch that's in the dental industry. So we, we work oh, with wow. dentists in dental labs showing them the technology as well. What, what are they doing at a dentist lab for? Like creating tools or creating? No. So what uh, you're capable of doing in dentistry now is we have 
32 approved FDA resins um, that actually make things that that go in your mouth from so the liner, actual teeth. Yeah, teeth. Oh, um, permanent, Holy shit! Crown wow, and bridges, awesome. um, custom trays, aligners, uh, all those types of things. So they can create it because it used to be right. They take a mold and they send it off to some company. So this, what you're talking about, is even you know some places they can actually make it right there at their location. You're talking about digital dentistry and yeah. same day dentistry. Yeah. Wow. So That's you could crazy. break your tooth, um, literally go into a dentist that has this type of technology. And um, and then they could, uh, they could literally, by the time the day's over, uh, repair your mouth and, uh, you're That's on awesome. your way. Wow. Very cool. And, and, you know, the other thing that you had mentioned before is that it's, it's zero waste, right? It, which is in this today's day environment, of, of course, we should all be, you know, cognizant of the environment, but as far as sustainability goes, that's also another game changer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cause, uh, manufacturing has been around since the dawn of time, but most of the time you're thinking of subtractive manufacturing, which is cutting into something. So you have yeah. a block, you cut right. into it right. and then there's, there's waste there's leftover. There's waste, right? Yep. Additive manufacturing, 3d printing, is literally that's exactly what it is. There's nothing there, and it creates something. And typically, there's zero waste. Yeah. Wow, man. So, so where where are you guys at now? So you started this in in 2015. You're the fastest growing company. How, give our our listeners an idea of of how big are you guys? How many employees are you guys at now? Yeah. So I mean, you know, in really COVID kind of turned us on. Um, yeah. Is what I would say. Okay. Um, before COVID, um, we were in a 1900 square foot facility. Uh -huh. We were getting about seven to 10 calls a day and we had four employees. Um, COVID shut down the country and it was like a lightning bolt for us. We went from seven to 10 calls a day to 200 calls a day, um, like literally overnight. Um, we moved from a 1900 square foot facility to occupying a 65,000 square foot facility. And at that time we moved from four employees up to uh, 36 employees. So what was it that, why, what, why, why, what, what about your industry did COVID cause it to just have that dramatic effect? I think what happened is one consumer side, uh, they were looking to subsidize their income. So they were able to buy a 3D printer, or we also sell laser cutters. And think of it kind of as like a business in a box. You buy a laser cutter, or you buy a 3D printer, you, you find a niche to make something. Um, you can pop open like an Etsy store online and start selling that product and subsidizing your income. Um, so when you're sitting at home and you're not making any money and COVID has shut down the country. Um, this is a way to stay busy and get a return on your investment. Um, and the ROI is, uh, is, is significant. Um, so you're, you're literally the manufacturer of what you're making, which means you're, you know, you're even, some people call it, you can buy stuff from a wholesaler and resell it. But when you're the manufacturer, you're literally getting it at the, the most cost-effective measure because you're manufacturing. Um, so we saw that and then we saw businesses on um, the kind of a line you would talk to a business that says, hey, listen, 
you know, mm-hmm. we can't get something, mm-hmm. country shut down or supply yeah. chain issues. Yeah. Um, and they would call us uh, uh, and say, is there a way for us to make this? And we, they were able to. And then what happens is that's a business owner telling another another business right, owner right. has the same <laughs> problem. And it just goes on and on and on where they, you know, they started saying, somebody would say, yeah, I fixed my problem with 3D printing additive manufacturing. And uh, I think you may be able to, too. And it just, it drove it, uh, drove it up from there. Absolutely. Wow. So, so overnight, you, you went from four to 34 employees and less than, you know, 36 employees in like less than two, three months, I think you said. And yeah, and it was it less was, than six months. Um, it was crazy. definitely less than six months. Um, but it was, uh, it was job security for everybody. And uh, it was, you know, at a, at a time, it was very unique because, you know, some people were dying. They, they don't have any money coming in and, and we're uh, doing more business than we've ever done. And then yeah. on top of that, you know, people were using the technology to make PPE, personal protection equipment. So you saw that as well. And it okay. was always in the news like every day. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So, so that's a huge change three to six months, whatever go. I mean, you, you're going from four to 36 employees. That's insane. A whole new facility. Yeah. So 2021, Uh 2021, we became the sixth fastest growing company in Tampa Bay by the Tampa Bay business journal. Um, And then made it in 2022, we became number 22. Um, so we were right. still two years in a row. We were yeah, uh, okay. in the top 50 fastest growing companies probably held in Tampa Bay. Gotcha. Okay. So I missed that. I missed that on 2021. So how do you handle that scaling? I know we had talked about before that, that scaling is not as easy as anyone would ever think. And you just basically, usually when, when I see companies that have that kind of a hockey curve, right? Entrepreneurs are not really ready to absorb that and they, they get too big for their britches. Walk us through, like, how did you handle that scaling? Like, what did you do specifically to be able to have big enough britches to, <laughs> to handle that? What did you guys do? Um, I guess you would say, you know, it, at that point in time, it wasn't, um, you, you always want what is called controlled chaos. Um, it was just yeah. chaos because that's how much business was coming in. Yeah, totally. Um, so you're, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going with you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it is, is, um, you're, you're really working, um, as, as an entrepreneur, as the owner, you're working literally seven days a week. Um, and, uh, you don't have time to think about those things. So you're just literally getting things done. Um, you're wherever there's a gap, whatever needs to be done, um, you're getting done. Um, and it's, it's like you said, it's extremely, uh, extremely challenging. You know, uh, you, you also have a virus out there. So scaling, um, you're, you're talking about, um, trying to protect everybody as well and trying to, uh, trying to hire the right people and, uh, and all those types of things. Did you have any kind of overarching, uh, systems or, you know, how systematized was your business at four employees? Typically somebody at four employees is not very systematized, right? They're kind of string laced, you know, just kind of duct taping things together. Right. And then to people at 34 employees, they, they've gone through like a learning curve and, and have been beaten over the head so many times by not having things like systems. Uh, talk us through that. How was that for you? 
Yeah, I think, believe it or not, I think when you're when you're that quick, uh, yeah. not necessarily the systems. It's uh, yeah. it's having micromanagers because you you you're literally not having the ability sometimes to even have uh, the proper time to train somebody. So it's really breaking it down and and just kind of. Uh, having somebody pay attention and, and micromanage at that point in time. Once, you know, it, it once it, I would say, leveled off and it was yeah. a certain amount and you can maintain, um, that's when you start really, you know, looking at things and start trying to put systems in place and things of that nature. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, at first, when, when you know, micromanage, that's like the evil anti. Uh, growth word, right? But but in your case, it was like, well, I I had to, we had to, whoever whoever you and your leaders were. Was it? Uh, did you have a team? Did did you reach out and find people from the industry, from the three D printing industry, to bring you in as you scaled? No, no, no. So I mean, that's okay. that's the whole thing about additive manufacturing is uh, there's really there's no school for this. It's so, so new. It's so new and a lot of it, I, I call yourself yeah. um, definitely a, a true entrepreneur. Um, you know, just like you're talking about, you can go and you can possibly buy into a franchise and there's policies, uh, policies procedures, manuals, uh, different things like that um, that, are, that are there. Um, when you're in a brand new business and yeah. in a brand new technology, um, you're creating those things. You know, you're creating them um, and it's, it's very challenging. It's very yeah, challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and on top of that, I think you said at one point you actually like when, when you got announced one of them that you were the, one of the fastest companies, I forget if it was 21 or 22, you actually came down with COVID. Yeah. So what ended up happening is in 2021, um, the country got shut down in March of 2020. Um, right. Believe it or not, I didn't get COVID at that point in time. Um, sure. Really, none of my staff got it. Um, but in 2021, when we became the uh, sixth fastest growing company, um, when we were actually announced the sixth fastest growing company uh, by Tampa Bay Business Journal, I had no idea. Um, at that exact time, that exact day, I was I was literally sitting in the hospital um, in a room. And the doctor walked in and, and I was so bad off that he said, I don't know, Roy, if you're going to live or die. Um, it was, it was truly, uh, it was truly crazy. So I, at that point in time, I didn't even know we had gotten awarded the sixth fastest growing company in Tampa Bay. Um, wow. I had pretty much abandoned the company completely. Um, and at that point in time, I had, uh, I lost 23 pounds in 11 days. Um, Holy I, God. uh, I was, uh, I was definitely, when I got to the hospital, four guys threw me on a gurney, started double IVs. Um, and, and this was kind of crazy because I had literally in my entire life, I had never been in the hospital in my entire life. Um, yeah. So I've never gotten sick. I work out six days a week. Um, this thing like literally brought me to my knees. Dang, dang. So how, and I think you said before, like you were, it was almost like you being kidnapped away from your business, away from family, away from loved one. You couldn't really communicate that you couldn't function. Um, had like two days of food. You have no one there. You, you start looking at life in a different way. Tell us more about that. 
Yeah, I kind of uh, kind of said it to you in our pre-call. Yeah. Um, you know, the only way I could explain at that point in time for me in my life, um, I'm sitting in a hospital bed. Um, they really don't want to come in the room unless they're like in a full hazmat Absolutely suit because right, right. you're, uh, you know, you're in, you're infectious. Um, so at that point in time, no family, no friends can come in. Um, I had this unbelievable, I would be like somebody was frying eggs on my head. So your head hurts so bad that yeah. if you walked in the room and said, Roy, I could cut off your arms and your legs and it would stop the pain in your head, I would say, cut them off. That's how painful uh, it was. Um, yeah. So you're, you're sitting there and all you right. have is your thoughts at that point in time in life. Um, it, it would be like me taking you and literally just kidnapping you, taking you out to a field and throwing you in a hole and saying, here's two days worth of food. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm going to come back and I don't know if you're going to live or die. That's going to be something I'll just decide. Um, so you're sitting in this hole and uh, all you have is your thoughts, man. All you have is um, you're, you're replaying your entire life, what you've done, who you are, um, all these types of things. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a very unique moment. Um, you know, and, and you look at life in a different perspective, um, and, and for, for anybody I've ever talked to about it, you really, unless you've been there, you can't, you know, how many people get kidnapped and thrown in a hole and, and told like, I'm not, you don't know if you're going to live or die. Um, because that's where I was. I mean, that's literally a, didn't know if the medicine was going to work. Didn't know if I was going to get better. Um, you know, it, it was, it, I, I didn't look up luck myself. Um, I had, uh, yeah. like I said, lost a lot of weight, had, was right, extremely right. weak, um, <laughs> could hardly keep anything down. Um, cause of course you lost your taste and your smell. Um, and, uh, you know, it, you're, you're just sitting there with, with your thoughts and it does, it, it makes you look at, it makes you look at life in a different way. So what, man, that, that is, that is insane. I, you know, I know a few friends that have had, somewhat similar circumstances but man that's just crazy and and they they wouldn't allow you you couldn't have visitors right it was only phone only yeah only phone and and really um it was very hard because my head hurt so bad um to really be able to talk to somebody <laughs> didn't want to, right. because uh you know you're already in pain um you know and, and like i said i was in so much pain that you could come and say, I'll cut your arms and your legs off. And I would tell you're you, like, yes, whatever, please. do it. Yeah, because it hurts so bad. So how has that changed? And I'd love to dive into personal and professional, you know, from your business standpoint, how that how that experience changed the business side, but on the personal side, going through that, man, how has that changed how you look at life and just even on a personal level? Uh, it does. It, it was it was unique at that point in time, because of course, everything flashes in front of your eye. You're looking at, you know, wow, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Um, I'm lucky enough that I met my soulmate, um, the love of my life. And it was so unbelievable because when I, when I ended up sitting down and having a conversation with my wife about this, um, yeah. I, when you're an entrepreneur, you're spending an enormous amount of time, effort, and consideration. Um, it's just 
you're a different person. You know, it's yeah. not a nine to five yeah. job. You're, you're, you're working hard. Um, it, 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 nothing comes easy in this world. So, yeah. you know, I sat down with my wife and I said to her, I said, uh, you know, sweetie, I, I apologize. Um, I, 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 I don't give you enough time. Um, wow. It was, it was amazing what she said to me. Um, this is exactly what she said to me. She said, I know who I married. I know who you are. And I, I know you so well that you ain't got to apologize for anything because I knew who you were before I married you. And I know what you want and what type of person you are and how much time, effort, and dedication you put into things. Um, so it was very unique, but you still look at it and you know, that, that, having a soulmate that's everything in this world like hell yeah that's awesome he's he's my everything um and you do you have to i think the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur and anybody that doesn't say this they're 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 flat out lying is it's the yin and the yang it's that mixture You're, you're trying to have that balance you know you're trying to balance life um you're trying to balance your personal life absolutely balance your business life and it's 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 a mixture that is very it seems like one would be better than the other you know your personal life's going great but your business life is not as good your business life is great and your personal life is not as good you're trying to balance that always so that's what i can say is is it's definitely a mixture yeah man good for you and it definitely is it's 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 a, it is, it's a mixture between business and all, and on, and, and your relationships. And then I'll even add yourself too, right? Because we, we as entrepreneurs, we need to have that self-care. Like you said, you work out a ton. Uh, I see so yep. many CEOs and upcoming leaders that, you know, if they don't have that triangle and balance between business relationships at home and self, uh, too much in either direction can mess up one, right? If you spend too much of business, then you let go of of relationships or your work well now you have health problems or you have relationships and stress and all this other shit so it's definitely a balancing act man sounds like that was an experience that really helped you uh be even more cognizant of it so what about uh how about your business right because you were in the hospital for i mean it must have been a couple weeks right a week or two yeah i was in the hospital um i was almost out of the business um i would say almost two months um, and, oh, shit. And literally, okay. I, I 100% abandoned the business. I mean, I, I made a call and said, like, I'm not going to be able to answer any questions. I'm not going to be able to help you in any way. Um, you just got to make it happen. Um, and you got to try to make it happen. Um, and uh, very so- interesting, because I, I think most CEOs, depending on your business size, I don't mean to interrupt you, Roy, I just wanted to pop in here. Like, most company see most companies wouldn't be able to survive something like that unless they're positioned correctly. So they have a team of people that can do all the shit that you were doing before. Right. Uh, you t- take us through that. Like hey, you, you obviously were already positioned correctly so that you could, I mean, you went away for two months and then w- what ended up happening? How, how, how were you prepared for this? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm straight, straight legs, man. It was, it was, we weren't positioned correctly. Um, okay. it was all just right. the, guts of of everybody I had working for me at that point in time it was the time effort and consideration that they put in um it was you know I don't look at myself as a boss I look at myself as a leader um of a team and uh 
it, it was how do I say it, man? I, I must have I must have done something right because they my shortcomings of me not being there, yeah. um, they made up for it. Um, so that that's got to tell you something to you know who I hired um, yeah. and who was part of the team um, to to really hold things together. Um, right. And of course, when when I finally did come back, I mean there they they held it together. I mean there was band aids in certain places, and I I you know I, I don't think I could they could have lasted another month without me at that point. In time. <laughs> okay, but uh, right. it was. Uh, it, it, you know, they did, they made it happen. So, it, you know, there's something to be said, like you said about uh, your team and your culture and in yeah. in how much uh, time, effort and consideration um, somebody will put in how much they care. Um, and, and that's something that yeah. I think, you know, with this type of technology and this type of, I guess you would say leadership with me, people love what they do every single day. You know, I've, I've been lucky enough in my life that uh, if I didn't want to do it, I don't do it. Um, so everything I've ever done, everything I've ever done is because I enjoy what I do every single day. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that can't say that. Um, and uh, I can say that, you know, when I almost passed, when I almost died, I, I, I did look at that and I said, you know what, I, I can say that. I can look up and I can say that I, I've never done anything I don't want to do. Right. No, that's awesome, man. So what, 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 um, ha have you coming back, right? And so now you come back after two months of being gone and, and, and your team put this, pulled this out, right? I mean, you've obviously done a good job, like you said, caring about them, leading, really care, caring and uh, compassion about who they are. It, it sounds like. So when you came back. Now I'm going to say some of them. Some so of them. please understand there was some that, you know, when I was, in the hospital and yeah. on my deathbed, some yeah. of them said, wow, this place is going to go under. Oh, they're and out. Okay. And All right. Fair out. enough. I mean, okay. like literally left that day. They said, Man, I, oh shit. Know, that I, day. I um, what? That's so awesome. You, you have all different types of people out there. So I would say what you would call, you know, your SLT, your senior leadership team was there. Um, yeah. It came together. But so uh, when you came back, what changes did, did that, did that experience um, influence you or motivate you to make any changes in your business going forward? Uh, tremendously, tremendously. Um, you know, it was uh, when you're a technology company uh -huh. and you're growing at a rapid pace, um, certain things can happen and they did happen, you yeah. know? So there was a couple times that during this scaling um, people realized who we were and yeah. I had some phone calls that came in and said, you know, I, I would like to see all your financials. I'd like to put you on a private jet. I would like to sit down and talk to you and, yeah. you know, infuse money into your business. Sure, and, sure. you know, it becomes, you know, necessarily where you're, you're uh, entering to a board of directors. Um, one thing I realized is that's, that's not me. Um, I love what I do every single day. And I'm an entrepreneur, man. I don't, I, I, at uh -huh. that point yeah. in time, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to answer to somebody. Um, right. Could things change? You never know. Yeah. But at that point in time, I didn't want to. Um, but you're also scaling, when you're scaling that hard, um, when you, let's say you did take that money yeah. and there is a board of directors, they bring in 
people that are qualified to scale you that fast. They yeah. bring in fixed people, sure, you know? So, sure. I mean, but business grows that fast. Um, when you're doing it yourself, um, you try to, you try to. So you try to hire um, people that have scaled companies and uh, you try to put certain things in place and some of them work, some of them didn't, you know, some of them, uh, some of the people work, some of the people didn't. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a lot harder when you're privately held, um, and you own your own business and you're trying to find those people. Um, and, uh, a lot of it is, uh, uh, is, is time, time, effort and consideration in, in figuring things out. Um, being very, very, uh, quick to make decisions as uh, as a technology company and being an entrepreneur, um, there was a time when I had a CFO that uh, had come uh, before working with uh -huh. me. He worked for like the Detroit Pistons and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh -huh. um, and the one thing he sat and told me um, is he's like, wow, like we when we make decisions, decisions take a lot of time. You know, they're thought out, they're planned, there's algorithms behind sure, it. Sure. When you're in a technology business like mine and, and things are moving at the speed of light, you're you making decisions very quickly. Um, so it's a whole different, whole different ballgame. And you have to remember there's no book for this. There is no policies, there is no procedures, there is no manuals. You're the one making them. Yeah. Um, so it's true I say true entrepreneurship. <laughs> Absolutely. So um so, so let me ask, if you were going to hire uh, a CEO to take the reins for your company, wh what's the one book uh, that you would require he or she read before taking over for you and why? Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely say uh, Traction. Um, you know, that's okay, a, Gino. Yep. 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 So um, I was lucky enough to find um, a kind of a piece of Traction. So I ended up finding a coach. His name is Coach Chris. Awesome. And he... Uh, he put systems in place, but then he created a system that's called system and soul. So it's, it's traction, which is the system, uh -huh. but then he put the culture side in, which is soul. Um, oh, wow. Very cool. Because yeah. it, 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 it was like the piece that was missing and he put that piece in. And yeah. that's the biggest thing is, is your people, your soul, you know, sure. Your, sure. your, your culture, the, the way you take care of your people and, um, the way they believe and what they're doing every single day. So we went with system and soul um, awesome. and really have started putting that in place. Awesome. So it sounds like, cause I mean, you know, traction is obviously it's, it's, it's EOS and, and that's really, you know, and I've had these conversations with a lot of people, that's kind of like the, a business centric model, uh, operational centric, if you will. Uh, and it sounds like, and that's one of the things that where I think EOS it's a great system. If you're, if you're, you know, scaling, getting on your way to 5 million, like you need something to operationally systematize your company. But one of the areas that it kind of like lacks off or leaves off is creating that culture. And it sounds like you're working with somebody that kind of filled that gap, which is, which is fantastic. Um, so, so what's, what's next on the horizon for 3d for your company? Um, you know, look at the three top verticals in the world right now you know, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, and additive manufacturing. So, you know, the biggest thing that we're trying to do is, is make it so that people realize the technology is here and it can save them time and money and it can help them be recession proof 
It can help them with supply chain problems. Um, it can help awesome. an entrepreneur or somebody that wants to become an entrepreneur. It can help them be that entrepreneur. Um, just yeah. like we kind of talked about with building your own business. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's there. Um, I, I truly want and, and we need people to understand how much, how much this will, how much this will help them and how much this will change their life. Um, I do believe that we are, we're tremendously behind the times, um, compared to some other places. Um, so we talk about the regular, the regular consumer. Um, if me and you right now, we went down the street to the local mall and we took a clipboard with a piece of paper, old school, right? And we said, we just started asking, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir. What do you know about 3D printing? Yeah. They're going to say they know it. They do. They've seen it. And that's it. it. Right. Sure. Yeah. They've just seen it. Um, but then me and you jump on a plane and we go to the UK. Okay. We go over to the UK yeah. and we go to a mall. Yeah. Uh -huh. And we do the exact same thing. Right. The difference is, this is what they say. They say, it's in our business. It's not in my department, but it's in uh -huh. this department. It does this, this, and this. A friend of mine has one. He does this, this, and this. Another friend of mine has one. He does this, this, and this. And oh, by the way, my son in school, they got one, and this is what they're doing. Um, so it's so much the calm moments before the storm. There's so much opportunity. Um, and I was lucky enough, I say privileged enough, to get yeah. into it in 2015 because I made relationships with people sure. and businesses yeah, totally. that as long as you do what you say you're going to do, uh -huh. and as long as you take care of them before, during, and after the sale, um, those relationships will last for decades to come. Yeah. I mean, we could spend a whole whole show just, or a couple shows even just talking about taking care of the client. Yeah, totally, totally true. Um, awesome, man. Well, hey, Roy, it, it was awesome having you on the show. I always like to ask if there was there was one takeaway that you would really want the audience to absorb, you know, up and coming leaders, uh, aspiring CEOs or CEOs growing their company, you know, what would that be? I would say it's, I mean, it really is uh, getting a system put in place. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of like you could, when you're, when, even when you're small, so you talk about scaling, but yeah. even when you're small, just to get organized, to understand, right. you know, systems and how to, even have a proper meeting, you know, even if you're a smaller business, I, I truly believe it's like, that's, that's one thing that people need to understand is there, there, that is out there. Um, that, that there is like, you're not reinventing the wheel in that way. Um, you just need to, you need to, you need to find it and, and start using it. You know, if I used it earlier, if I used it earlier, uh -huh. um, if I used it early, I can't even tell you where it'd be right now. Like if I would have put <laughs> yeah. it in, um, you know, I, I wake up every morning thinking that, you know, and you don't regret anything, but man, if I would have found it earlier, let me tell you what, we, we this would be a different conversation. Yeah, I bet. So, but it's not, it's still going to be a different conversation two years from now. <laughs> so, right. Totally. You know, well, you know, sometimes we have to learn hard, lessons the hard way or else we never learn the lesson. Right. So, and it sounds like you had those experiences that kind of influence that. So, um, awesome. Well, Hey Roy, if, if any of our listen listeners wanted to reach out and get a hold of you, uh, either to utilize your services, uh, 3d services, or for any follow-up questions, uh, from the podcast, how could they do that? 
Yeah. So, I mean, if they're looking for, you know, to understand the business side of it, ultimate 3d printing store.com is, is our website. Awesome. Um, if they're trying to get a hold of me, probably LinkedIn would be the best. Yep. Um, go on to LinkedIn and, and grab and, and, uh, you know, connect with me and message me there. And what's your, uh, do you know your LinkedIn handle off offline or is it just, uh, just have them type in Roy Kirshner and they'll probably, they'll yeah, be able to it's find nice you. that, uh, I got it. Not many people have my name and I got it early. So it's just Roy Kirshner. Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. Well, Hey Roy, thanks again for being on the show. This was just so many awesome nuggets there. Um, and for the listeners, please hit like, and subscribe and help us spread the word about the show and, uh, what we're doing here. Uh, with that, Roy, thanks again for being on and listeners, we'll see you on the next episode. All right, my friend. Talk soon. All right. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the High Performance CEO Podcast with your host, Patrick Rogers. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out our main website at patrickvrogers.com for much more valuable information and free resources.